welcome everybody to episode 39 of the Football United vs Soccer City podcast. I'd like to sincerely thank all the interviewees, listeners and the soccer public of the Illawarra and around Australia and the globe who download this podcast. Additionally, I'd like to say thank you to the people who contribute, comment and reminisce on the social media pages. It is appreciated. This episode's interviewee, Jan Cooper, was born in 1957 in Barnsley, Yorkshire, to an English mother and Polish father. In Yorkshire, he played soccer informally amongst his friends in the village where he lived. Jan was 10 years old when he migrated to Australia in 1968. His family first lived at Ferry Meadow Hostel and it was here where he first played organised soccer with the Ferry Meadow Hostel Soccer Club. After leaving the Ferry Meadow Hostel Soccer Club, he then played junior soccer with Fernhill Junior Soccer Club at Reedtown and then went on to join Ferry Meadow in 1974 to play senior soccer as a 17-year-old. After four good seasons, Jan's next move was to the Fig Tree Soccer Club, where he spent most of his soccer life as a player. After 20-odd years of playing as an attacking player and helping West Fig Tree on the committee, Jan left to play a bit of amateur and pub soccer. In 2007, Jan rejoined the Illawarra Soccer Fraternity by being a team manager at Fernhill Football Club. It was here where he stayed for over 10 years helping out the youth and reserve grades as a team manager and additionally helping the club out where he could. Jan was great to interview and I loved hearing about the clubs, coaches and players he spent time with in particular the West Fig Tree Soccer Club, where Jan spent over two decades. And as can be heard by two former West Fig Tree teammates, he was well-liked and respected. Thanks to Jan for allowing me into his home. I respect his hospitality and time. Please enjoy this podcast. Welcome everybody to the Football United vs Soccer City podcast. I'm here in the leafy surrounds of Blamby and I'm here with my special guest Jan Cooper. Jan, welcome. Hi Travis, how are you? Yeah. It's, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast and, and additionally I'd like to um, say thank you and, and pay my respects for you allowing me into your beautiful home, so thank you. That's okay mate, yeah, I, um, I'm a bit nervous about this so... Um We'll see how we go, but I'm looking forward to it, but nervous at the same time. No, that's yeah. that, I'm always nervous myself. Yeah. So, um, born in '57, um, yes. where were you born, and 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 what's your uh, your background? Okay, right. Uh, was born in Barnsley, England, Yorkshire, Yorkshire, England, in 1957, um, uh, to a English mum, Polish father. Uh, and when um, when we was uh, ten years old, we migrated. When I was ten years old, we migrated to Australia. Um, before that, uh, I didn't have much to do with football competition-wise. I just uh, played with the village village side, just mates against mates, young kids. And it wasn't until I came to Australia and on Ferry Meadow Hostel, 1968, that we uh, that I played in the under-11s. My first 
experience of uh, team football. So uh, not much memories of that, but uh, uh, I'll try my best to remember as much as I can anyway. So I guess uh, like a few other people uh, from that era that... that um started off their life in in the united kingdom i mean for you barnsley um uh, football was uh, a passion for yourself and and the family was it oh yes uh, for me not not so much my my mum and dad no but i i did i i was a from them days manchester united supporter still still am yep. but i when i was in england when i lived there i never got to see manchester united play uh, it wasn't till i came to australia and went back to England on holidays so I got to see to see them play so yeah always a Manchester United supporter but yeah it was just me that loved football my parents never really were into sport and and what about the uh the local team Barnsley uh did you uh, get to watch them or was because Manchester United were your team you you didn't pay much attention to them no no not really more so since I've come to Australia I've from where I've come from, I've got a, a sense of where I'm from. So I do follow Barnsley. They're not going too well at the moment. <laughs> but I did, I've only seen them play live once. That was a few years ago when I went back for holiday and went, went to Oakwell to watch them play. So I've only seen them play live once. Yeah. And, and what about that time of, of playing in the village and, and playing amongst mm. friends? Does, does that still uh, stick in the memory that... Um, because that's where your journey started with with football, didn't it? Yes, yeah, I always loved playing, and uh, you know, even though we were only kids, you know, we used to play like the next village to play against us or something like that, you you know. But it was mostly kids in the village just kick, kicking around, pick a pick a side, go go down to the local field and, and play and, and play. You know, it was it was it was good, good good to do that. Good times, you know. I can still remember that you know and and what about um, um the reasons for coming out to australia were more economic were they uh yes uh, well my, my dad was working um I, i'm not i'm not too sure it's just a change i think it would my dad yeah my dad had a, a job in the steelworks in in near sheffield and uh, uh, and we, we were okay in the village I, I i think it was just a change of just a change just a life change, a yeah, sea change. Yeah, just a life, a life change. Yeah. And and for you, you you're talking sixty eight then, and mm. I guess um, you know you're around about eleven um, years of age. So for you, was that a a big change and a hard change for you as an eleven year old to leave all your friends and 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 the place that you grew up in to to come to a a country halfway across the world? It was. I know. I remember. I didn't want to come. I didn't want to come here. But I had to come. I had to come. But uh, but when I got here, I because we were on the hostel and there was a lot of English, Scottish, and yep. stuff, and the football. I just got into the way of life in Australia. Played football. Love love going down the beach, Ferry Meadow Beach, and not so much surfing, body surfing. I got in. I got into that. So it, I didn't want to come at first, but I'm so glad. You know, my family, mum and dad made the decision to come. Yeah, and and in those years at the hostel, um, because of the people from various backgrounds in Europe that were there, there was a, as you stated in your timeline, the Ferry Meadow Hostel Soccer Club. So um, although you you said you 
you don't have uh, you know a brilliant memory of that that still must have been a I guess your first organized chance to play uh, football or soccer against other other people it was yes uh, and, and uh, uh, let's say I have not much memory of it but I, I enjoyed it I was for four years I played for the hostel till 14 till under yep. 14 and uh, yeah it was it was it was good playing probably every year was a different team because they come on the hostel yep. kids and they moved off mostly to Depto all the pommies went to Depto <laughs> uh, but I, I lived in Fairy Meadow so I, I still played even when I moved off the hostel still yep. still played, played for, for the, the hostel. hostel yes so at Fairy Meadow Hostel um, your first coach can you remember who he was and, and um, what you remember yes, yes I, I can it was uh, Pat Duncan Yep. And, and he still lives in Coromel now. I still see him regularly after all these years. He's, <laughs> he he's, was involved with Coromel for a long time. time. Uh, uh, maybe not as a players committee and, yep. and everything. And so, uh, but he's, I don't think but he's But he was your first coach at, at the at, hostel? At the, at the hostel. Like he's, like I was 10, 11, I was 11, I can't, yep. yeah, 11 years old. So he'd, he's, he's a, just a few years old. He, he, he must have been about 14 or 15. So... <laughs> Uh, th th at that time, uh, I can't remember much about the coaching and what right. we did, uh, but but it's yeah, still, still in the memory. See, yeah, still, I, I still remember. I I, I contacted him to see if he had any photos or any memories of, of players yep. that was in that side, and he he can't remember neither. But I do I do remember one, and that is Leo Leo Bruce. Yeah, he yeah. he he was from Holland, uh, and we're still friends now to this day as well. Uh, we we played at Fig Tree together for a lot of years. He was involved with Fig, uh, Fig Tree, uh, and and uh, Fig Tree itself are having an, another reunion in a couple of weeks' time. So I'll sh I'll, I'll see him there. So yeah, Leo Bruce, like you said, you you played with him in '68. You yeah. know, both sort of immigrants coming yes. from other countries, and then yeah. playing at the hostel together, and then mm. uh, especially through the '80s, there um, yeah. you've played regularly together, predominantly in reserve grade, but yeah, yeah. He, he's he was still friends now. He, Leo, the goalkeeper. Uh, so yeah, nice fella, nice fella, and Pat as well. So and is that why that it, I guess after under fourteens because you'd moved out of the hostel your parents had um, and, and stayed in Ferry Meadow that you then joined up with Burnhill. Well, before that, um, I was uh, the the hostel side, and the last year I played was seventy two I think. Um, yep. um there was no more sides. I don't know if there was enough players or not, okay. but the, the club kind of folded. And the main man, who was a Shannon, Andy Shannon, yep. and he started the Coonawarra Juniors, I think. Okay. And they played in Tangerine or Orange. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah, uh, there. So it, that's why I, I went to Fernhill for two years. And and how did you, uh, with Fernhill at the time, they hadn't moved to uh, um, where they are now, uh, to Roger Oval, it was probably back then. They were still playing at Pop Arrington in Reedtown. So, um, how yes, did you how did you find uh, playing with uh, the Fernhill Club? Oh, it was it was it was good. I just got into it the same as same as the hostel. You know, I was a bit old. It was fifteen years old or, or so. Uh, and oh, I'm trying to remember some of the players. Are they Sperring? Yep. Sperring. Uh, Alan Duncan, I I think. Neil Sutherland. Yep. And they were from school as well, I think. They made that helped. I went to Coromel High School. Yep. Coromel High, and they they were there as well. So that 
I, I knew the people. So, yeah, that, those, those two years was, was uh, fine as well, yeah. And do you remember um, at those years at uh, Fernhill, who was the coach? Or I, I do, actually. It was uh, Zach Pasillas. Yeah, the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper. He was the goalkeeper and he was our, our coach. He was a big, big fella. Yeah, he, was, he was nice, though. He was, he was, he was funny. He, he, you know, he, not like I remember, but it was humor, humorous. It wasn't a serious, serious time. It yep. was, it was good. And uh, I remember well, this is another story. We went to his house one time. I remember that, and we were only young, and yep. we were going to drink. <laughs> we were drinking out before, before we should have having a few beers. So we do not <laughs> condone um, underage drinking no. at, at all. But uh, like you said, we're talking. Uh, I guess that sort of seventy two, seventy three era, where where things yeah. and and culture were a lot different. Yes, yes, seventy two, seventy three. And That's and and Zach's been um, uh, mentioned at least four or five times because of his uh, uh, feet at Pop Errington there, where he scored from his own end uh, as a really? goalkeeper. Oh right. So oh, um, and and you were coached by him. Yes. Yeah. So after 72 and 73 at Fernhill there at Pop Errington in Reetown, you, you then uh, in 74 moved to Ferry Meadow. What brought about that move um, rather than continue on in the uh, senior ranks with Fernhill? Uh, can you recall what was the, what, why you made the move? I, I, I can't tell you. I don't, I don't know why. I know maybe because I have a friend of mine, Mickey White, yep. was playing there. Uh, I, th- I think that... That, that could have been it. There was I didn't fall out with Fernhill. Fernhill. You know, I was only a young boy. Uh, I, I just went to Ferry Meadow. I don't know, maybe yep. closer to home. I can't remember the reason. I just, maybe, I think it could have been Mickey White. Yeah, he was a good friend and of mine. And still and, is. And people uh, who are the local listeners to this podcast would would know of uh, Mickey White and and um, his uh, numerous deeds on the field with various clubs such as Ferry Meadow and and Fernhill yes. and the like. So uh, where were Ferry Meadow playing at the time? And, and, and was this, uh, you were joining the senior ranks for the first time? I was uh, the youth grade under, under yep. eight, 18. So yep. that was 17 at the time, but under, under eight, 18s and they played at Dalton Park. Park. Yep. They played there just they down near the, near the beach. They, hadn't, and it was moved, close they to hadn't moved to Police Boys at that time, had they? They no. were still at Dalton Park. No. Yeah, that was, um, yeah, that, that the move to a year. I was still at Ferry Meadow. My last seventy-seven. Yep. They, they, they were they were at uh, the Police Boys, Boys Club. So yeah. how was it there at, at Dalton Park? And um, can you remember a couple of the players or and or coach that you had yeah. in that first year of 18s? Well, a coach was Phil Carr. Another another big name. Yes, and 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 we had a a, a fantastic side. We only lost a couple of games that year scored so many goals uh mickey white harry satin ronnie ronnie satin uh, olivia radman uh oh this so a very good Brian youth, youth grade team then isn't it yeah we, we played on a su- sunday we played separate to the to the first grade reserve, yep. reserve we used to play sunday mornings or, or something like that and uh and, and it was it was so many games before they even scored a goal against us. We had that <laughs> that, that other teams like. And so, so Phil Phil was the youth grade coach at that at point that in time. time. Yes, yes. And uh, were you guys playing in a predominantly white strip with a bit of green and red um, for the Italian colours, or were you still potentially in the the blue? I, th- 
I think it. I know we 1977. We were playing in the white. Yes. I think then it was still in the blue. Yep. In the in the in the blue and black black yeah, shorts. Sort of the Inter Milan colours in yeah, a sense. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Italian background. Yep. So very meadow. So uh, back then, um, I, I'm assuming uh, Phil was uh, sort of learning the the coaching trade, and and we'll talk later about. Phil in, in more depth because you yes. you reconnected with him at, at yeah. West Fig Tree. But um, how was he back then, um, can you recall, as a youth oh, grade coach? Oh, no, he was, he was good. He's been good all through my career, his, his career. He, it, we had that good aside. I don't think he had to coach us that much. Even though he was learning, he was learning yep. we, we just used to uh, play and, and, and score goals. You know, he'd just tell us to do this. I was a forward, Mick was in midfield and whatever and it, yeah, I, I, it worked whatever he did, whatever he did, oh, well, he would have coached, yes, he would have coached us, so yeah, but with the good players he it had, makes it, easier. it ma makes it easier. Yeah. And, and what about the young Satins at the time, uh, how were they as players? Oh yeah, fantastic, the, I, when I was at Coromel I actually, they were at St Paul's, the, the, the Catholic school. school. Yep. Yeah, and I remember playing against them there when I was at Coromalai and um, then played with them at Ferry Meadow. Yeah, they're good, good players. Yeah, uh, uh, both both skillful, sk skillful players. Harry, especially. Yeah, yes. And and what about Mickey White? Um, uh, him as a youngster, um, he was in the midfield and and yes. you were up front. So, um, uh, what sort of game was he sort of playing back then? Well, it, well, he was in the midfield, and he then he was three years younger than than us. Like I was, I was eight, seventeen, eighteen. He was, yep. he was fifteen, so a couple of years younger. But he was full of energy, just never, never stopped, never stopped. Just yeah, assisted goals, scored goals. Um, great player, you know. He, maybe he could have gone a bit higher in yep. his career. I don't know. I don't know. But he did play with. Fair Meadow in the yeah, state league, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I guess you you had the the seventy four, seventy five, seventy six, and seventy seven seasons there. So four seasons at at, at Ferry Meadow. Um, yeah, yeah. Seventy four, yeah. Four seasons, four four seasons at Ferry Ferry Meadow, uh, and uh, then well, the the reason I left Ferry Meadow is I'd been got married a couple of years before that. Yep, and starting family and. Uh, moved to Kanahooka, got a house in Kanahooka. Yep. So I didn't want to travel to train All the in Ferry Meadow. So I was either going to play for Dapto or Fig Tree. So yep. I, I tossing up and I just decided on Fig Tree. So there so wasn't any real rhyme or reason to it. Um, mm. It was more logistics and. Yes, yeah, travelling to, to train, even though it's not, it doesn't seem like a long way, but I just didn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. And so your first year at Fig Tree, and and it was seventy eight, and um, yes. and Wally Miller was the first grade coach. And um, yeah. did you uh, in seventy eight then join as a reserve grader, um, or, or did you come across in the first grade squad? Do you recall? Well, I, most of the, except, uh, most of the years I was at Ferry Meadow, I was at most of reserve grade. Yep, I was um, um, used in first grade. Fringe player, not a. Not a not a regular, no, no. They, they they had a leading up to a good side. They had good, uh, Mick Mickey Richardson and 
uh, Paul Landrigan, Bob Fracasso. Yeah, they had a good side. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't a regular, regular first grade player. So, um, so I didn't fall out with Ferry Meadow again. So, I, but did just, you see? Just, did you see Fig Tree as a potential chance to press for your first grade claims? Yeah, I, I knew I knew of Fig Tree and the players there uh, that, that, that that were there. Uh, uh, Steve Sowery, Steve Royal, and them. And I just it'd be good to play w- with them or at that yep. club. You know, as as a first grader, yes. I, I, um, I, as it turned out, I, I did get into the first grade, but I had to fight hard because of the quality of players, players there. Well, uh, you know, um, Wally Miller was, uh, you know, a, a famous name in in mm. the region and and mm. as a player and as a coach, and and had done a lot of things for Fig Tree. Yeah. So, how did you uh, find him as a coach? Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, Fine. He, he was. He was a tough one. Right. Yep. Yeah. He, he was tough, but you know, you have respect for that that person. And and plus me and my first year at the club, I, I, you know, want to impress. Press. So I was trying hard, and I was welcomed to the to to the club by the players, like I mentioned, Steve Royal and uh, uh, George Young was there. Yep. Noxie, Noxie had been there a couple of years already, and we went through our career together uh, uh, but yeah I was welcome at the club and and it was a social club uh, and so it was a no, good no, move no regrets no regrets so that uh, um, that year uh, Fig Tree did reasonably well and then um, at the end of that year uh, Wally Miller um, sort of retired or, or he retired stood down in terms of uh, yeah. first grade coach and then um, another another famous name in Tony McDonald took over, he um, did. Yeah. and and uh, West Victory came fifth that year. So, um, you know, uh, tell us a bit about uh, Tony McDonald, and um, you know, how did you find him? Well, he he was a uh, tougher than Wally. <laughs> <laughs> he was he, fitness. He because he was a fit man. He used to run by himself, yep. and he was a he was a, a, a fit man himself. So he so that was the core of his yeah coaching philosophy. Get, get, get fit and and and. Which he did. He used to really, really train us and uh, hard, doing all these exercises and, and stuff. And he, he was tough. He, he was still a nice fella. Yeah. You know, he wasn't ruthless. But but uh, yeah, he used he got he got us fit. Uh, but um, you know, we we did we didn't put that success onto the onto the field because yeah. we missed out on the semis. Yep. So uh, and the semis, so. Uh, um, that was a bit disappointing for, for the first time they missed the semis for a while or, or something. Victory. And what about um, some of the players you played with that year? You, you spoke of Rob Noakes before. You know, yeah. um, I'm assuming you're still because you're a, a striker or an attacker by by mm. trade. Were you still playing once you joined the club in '78? Were you still playing in that atta- those attacking positions? I was. And, know, and I was Rob Noakes playing in that position as well? He was. Yeah, yeah. We used to swap and change mostly. Centre for centre forward or right right wing. I yep. just on on the left wing, like, even though I can't kick with my left foot. Cutting on the right. And <laughs> yeah, I, uh, uh, yeah. We used to swap and change up the up, up the up the front. Steve Sowery, you know, that strength. Steve Sowery was so good in the air, yeah. uh, and and Noxie was a poacher of goals. He used to score goals. Noxie. Steve Royal was quick yep. and and score goals and. And in that fir- first two years at Victory, though, I'd, uh, I didn't 
score a, a lot of goals. I've got some memory of a few goals I scored, but, but I wasn't that prolific, prolific. Pro prolific as, the, as the others. And what about um, other players such as uh, Phil Luskin in goals? Um, yes, yeah. You know, uh, he was a very good goalkeeper oh, yes, yeah. at the time as well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. first choice goalkeeper victory. Yeah, right. But before that was uh, Dave Thomas. He, yep. he must have retired. Dave Thomas. There were some big goalkeepers in the in those in those days. Uh, uh, well, even uh, at Ferry Meadow, Kel Potter. Yeah, and Kel Potter. They, they they were big, strong, imposing big, keepers. Imp keepers. You, you wouldn't you wouldn't try and challenge them. Uh, in the air, they just barrel you. But yes. So you were obviously uh, enjoying yourself there at, at West Fig Tree, and uh, Tony McDonald, he, he'd coach. But because of the, I guess we don't know why or, or what had happened. But he, he then stepped down as coach, and then we had, um, I guess, a funny situation. Although um, there was a lot of player coaches around, and even mm. going into the eighties, there was. But in in nineteen eighty, um, there was. Phil Carr and Luke Robard as as co-coaches. So, yes, yeah. how did you? Um, you obviously came back to the club in in that nineteen eighty season. Then yeah. you turn up for pre-season. Then and there's mm. two coaches. Yeah. Um, it, it hasn't really happened too much in the Illawarra here. Yeah. So, what did you think of it? Well, uh, that was good because uh, I thought because it worked. It worked well. You know, probably was a bit strange at first. We would yep. do water or something, but Luke used to. Trainers, you know, okay. Derrick Fit and 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 stuff like that. Uh, um, he'd be on the training field with us, and and Phil used to like be the te what was it technical pick the teams or yep. something and more the tactician. Think, I'm not putting anything against Luke, but no, no, no. Yeah, that's how it used to work. Yeah, yeah. Phil was the tactician, and and Luke had trainers, but as you can see, it worked. It it worked well, and plus they were friends as well. Those two, so they obviously Phil. had worked it out yeah. together that they knew yeah. each other's strengths, I guess. And yes, yeah, yeah. They worked together in the mines or something. Uh, yeah, in the mines. So initially in that year, though, because um, you were in the Premier League, it didn't start off real well. But during the season, mm. once you got the players back, um, you know, uh, it, it started off and there was a, a good run in the season. And then, um, you know, you you got to the grand final against Ferry Meadows. So. Um, mm. What do you remember of that year? Because, like, like you said, it's, it's a new sort of proposition. Two coaches, slow mm. start to the season, um, but then people like you know, you're talking about before George Young, but there's Phil Brown, he Tony was. Dribbus, mm. um, Noakes, Luskin. Mm. You got Ian Lewis, uh, Beringer, yeah. Daryl Burley. So there's some very very good players there yes. to sort of make that la yes. late season run. Yeah, we had a. Uh, a, a, a great side, you know the players you you've mentioned, as well. Steve Sowery was still a uh, Paul Cole. Paul yep. Cole was was uh, involved, but you know Phil Brown was just making his way into grade. Yep. That, 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 yeah, and could yeah. you see then that he was going to be that sort uh, of dynamo, um, which you know I saw him play um, when I was a younger younger boy myself mm. and. And going into the teens, but um, could you see it yourself that he was going to be the player that he that he was? Well, yeah, I, I mean not at first, but as, as things went on, he used to come on as reserve or, or yep. you know, at first or whatever. And the things he, he was so skillful and uh, and left foot and he could score goals and uh, yeah, you could see how he was going to be a good a good player, which it turned out out, out to be as well. Yeah. 
and and in that semi-final series, uh, um, there was a good win uh, against Ferry Meadow, I think, to get into the grand final, a one 0 win. But then in the the grand final itself, um, uh, Ferry Meadow uh, sort of took you guys apart. So was that a that was you would have been your first grand final in in first grade, was it? Uh, it, it was my first full game, but oh, it's back to F- Ferry Ferry Meadow. Yep. I, uh, in 1977, I was on the bench for first grade against okay. Berkeley, Berkeley yep. and we got beat one nil by by Berkeley. They scored in the first minute. Yep. And and Carrie was yeah, Carrie was the coach of first grade then. Okay. Yep. As, as then I was on the bench and yeah, they scored in the first minute and I came on. That didn't, didn't make any difference. They 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 beat us. Apparently we we missed some chances, but but yeah, so that that was my first experience. Experience uh, at a first a, grade grand final. Yeah, as as a substitute, but my first one in 1988. It was a full game, uh, but Ferry Meadow had a great side. Uh, they, they were the best side. Yep. You know, we, we we got into the grand final in that replay, but they they <laughs> they put us under the pump and couldn't score. <laughs> well, obviously, and Brownie got the goal. Brownie got the goal to get us in there. Yeah, and and uh, you know, you predominantly played. Um, first grade that year in 1980 but uh, you know talking about coaches the reserve grade coach that year was Norm Flanagan so you know what I mean you could tell um, um, going into the future in in the 80s that why Mm. West Fig Tree was so successful they always had Mm. quality people yes in you know the positions on the field but off the field as well oh yes yeah good good, uh, committee as well yeah yeah Workers for the club, Lyle Brown, which is Phil's yeah. dad. You know, people. You know, they they love the club. So it was it, yeah. Some behind the scenes, to the coaches, to on the field. Yeah, it was, it was success all round. And and what about that social aspect? Because do you think that added an a, an added dimension? Why you guys were so successful? Because I'm assuming Fig Tree Hotel was still the the main sponsor. So. I guess it was a different era, but, you know, people enjoyed each other's company and and got back to the pub after the game. Yeah. Yeah, they used to be good drinkers, some of them victory (laughs) players. Even after training on a Thursday, they'd be... A few schooners put away. Yeah, after training on a Thursday. And (laughs) not so much me, because I I was in the mines, I was working night shift, so I couldn't... couldn't, But (laughs) they'd stay there till stumped. (laughs) <laughs> on Thursday night oh jeez what about the end of that 1980 season um, mm. uh, things that are outside of, I guess a player's control in terms of the fence around the ground and there was a bit of controversy uh, that yes. the ISA then uh, relegated um, West Victory because their, their ground wasn't uh, mm. up to the, the required uh, criterion um, how did you feel individually as a player um, that after a successful season, yeah. that you'd be then going back to the first division. Well, it, it was um, it was a big outcry at, at the time. I remember, and um, um, you know, why just because of the ground? Because it wasn't fenced. Uh, yep. But um, I think it made the club as as if it couldn't make it stronger. It did. All the players stayed. Yeah. All the nobody. And, and that's very strange, isn't it? Because yeah. although. Um, West Fig Tree never paid big money. There was a little bit of money, but some of those players could have got big money elsewhere, couldn't they? Even in those days, you know, you know, some a lot of the players in that team could have left 
and and gone to I don't know, Fairy Meadow, Coniston, Coniston were felt you know yeah, Shell Harbour or yes yeah. yes that they could have gone there and got more money, but uh, to their credit, and never, nobody wanted nobody wanted to leave. And th there were friends as well, Bra Brownie, uh, Daryl Burley, in with Rich, they th Larry Berringer, they came yep. up for the juniors, like so they stayed. We everybody stayed, everybody stayed. Yeah. And so was it a bit. Um, and, and I don't want to be disrespectful to the first grade competition, uh, first division competition in, in 81, but um, Fig, West Fig Tree that year uh, were league champions in all three grades. Mm. Um, in first grade, he's won the grand final against Russellville. Um, yeah. uh, I guess with the decision that was made and the quality he had, mm. there'd be no other result, would, would there? No, uh, no, we... Um I, I forget how many games. We didn't lose too many games during yep. that season, and we won one game 10 nil. You know, we were the sports. So yeah, and that was a <coughs> that was a final as well. I think it was a final. Yeah. <coughs> so you know, we had the players, and and uh, yeah, yeah, no disrespect yep. to to, the, to that first division and the clubs, but victory had the all them good players, such good players, and and if we'd we'd have stayed in that, we'd have competed again. I, in the Premier League, or the yeah. if we'd have stayed, but um, we only lasted one season. We were promoted. Then. Yeah, yeah. It was, a, a, I guess, a, a strange one, and I guess competitions or the people that administer them have, have mm -hmm. make decisions based on the rules and regulations. So we won't get into that. But in 1982nd in the Premier League, and then you get yeah. relegated, yeah. and then um, you jump straight back up, but. What's even more surprising is that in '82, as a club, I mean, first grade, you were league champions um, again. So um, you know, there's not too many teams that have, uh, or clubs that have gone from winning the league in in, yeah. in first division and then winning the Premier League. Yeah, well, that's the play, same players, and and they, they weren't all the players. All something like Steve Sowery and them. Uh, Steve Royal had, you know, he'd retired. As yeah. well. I'm not sure about George Young at that time. No, I'd, uh, he he may have been there, but you know, in that '82 season, you had Dave Green coming through. That's it. Yeah, Dave Green, Green yeah. and and another uh, a man by the name of John Sokolowski. Yeah, he he came on board. So um, he came from um, Cringilla. Yeah, he was playing at Cringilla and they signed him mid-season. And, and mm. like you said, you still had the. Uh, the guys that had stuck around, you know, the yeah. Phil Browns, the Beringers, um, the Paul Cole, Burley. Yeah. So, um, so did you? You only played um, half a season in '82. Were you injured that yeah. year? What happened in in 1981? Maybe halfway through the season, I I, I did my knee. Yep. Uh, it was against. I remember the, it was against Dapto at Fig Tree, and 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 uh, that was a beginning of. I had a well, three or four years of. Uh, knee problems, three operations, and yep. so I didn't play a real a lot of those of those years. years. Yep. Uh, uh, I never played in the 1981 grand final. I, I came on because I played as a token at the end. I just stood on okay. the sideline. Yeah, Cowrie put me on. I couldn't. I could. I couldn't move. Uh, uh, he just put me on the last few minutes just to savor it. Like you know, yep. don't kick the ball to me. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I I was yeah knee, my right knee. Um, so sort of halfway through that '82 season, you said, "Well, I've got to really get this fixed." Then yeah yeah. So I, I know I had operations up at 
I, I've probably got notes on it somewhere that, that exact yep. dates, but it was a good uh, th three years or so. I'd, I I didn't play a lot a lot of games because of the bloody knee. I tried to go on and it'd collapse again yep. and stuff like that. So, but I stayed at the club. I was involved. Yep. So uh, eighty three. Um, like you said, uh, the club then win back-to-back -back league championships in, in 83. And, um, you know, again, you, you played yeah. uh, some of the seasons and more so reserve grade. Yes. Um, so for you, it was more of, um, I guess, you're trying to get the knee right, mm. but it, it wasn't working, and mm. but you still wanted to sort of try and play and, yes. and be there yeah. around the club. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, I... Uh, um, like I had, well, I know I had two operations, and one, the first one was a, oh, it, it wasn't successful at all, uh, um, but and then I came back, started playing, and it, and it, and it was going again. It kept on, I, I injured it sometimes, yep. bad sometimes, just a little bit. So, uh, yeah, yeah, eight, eighty-two and eighty-three, I, I, uh, I hardly played, yep. I hardly played at all. What I did. It was most of the reserve grade as well, you know, try, trying to get fit, I suppose, get the mm. knee right. And uh, help the club as well. Mm. So in um, 84, um, well, at the end of 83, uh, Robard and Carr um, retired, um, ended up being just for one season. It but did, um, did, yeah. Adrian Ringland uh, took over yeah. as coach, mm. and I've had Adrian on this podcast before, and he's a wonderful man and has done so much, yeah. um, especially on the field. And in that year, you you, you played um, a bit of a bit of first grade as well. Um, so how did you find? Because Adrian had been involved uh, as a youth grade coach at, at West there for a while. Um, so how was he as a first grade coach? Oh, it was good. It was, he was a nice man as well. He can't remember him being a, a tough a, a, a tough fella on you know on the training or not, but. Uh, I still see him around now. You know, I always have a chat, and yeah, he's a, ni a nice, a nice fella. But I, d I don't know. Where we went that year. Reserve grade got to the grand final, maybe. I don't. Yep. First grade, I don't know about how first grade went. I yeah, I think remember. they were. I think they're on the edge, and um, yeah, just missed just out. didn't just missed out. Just just missed out, and uh, so so yeah, Ringo was up, same as Tony McDonald, only one, one year. year, one year, and then. And uh, and Phil and I think it was Luke there. Come Luke, back. Yeah, they Luke came back in '85, and yeah. and I think that was uh, um, that year. Uh, you, like you said, you had knee problems and only played four games in reserve grade under Steve Sowry. Um So, were you frustrated at that time that you couldn't get it right? That yeah. I guess you know you're in, uh, you know, the in your mid twenties, mid to mm. late twenties there, and and you just can't can't mm. get that um, yeah. can't get the body right, even though you know you can play yeah. first grade Premier League, mm. but yeah, you couldn't contribute. All the rest of the body was all right except <laughs> my knee. But I, it was actually I remember that year with Ringo. I nearly I nearly did quit because yep. I, I wasn't the knee was playing up and yep. I wasn't playing as, as I know I sh should have, How and you I was just to. getting frustrated, and so, so uh, I. I was thinking of of, of giving giving it up, right. giving it up. But I, I didn't. I, you know, I I I I hung in there, 
and you must have so, been a, 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 I guess, and you probably won't say too much, but you must have sort of had some mental strength because to still have that bad knee for two to three years now, and then in '85 still play four games in reserve grade. Um, yeah, yeah. You must have had the sort of willpower to sort of mm. uh, play, but as well as that, um, help the club out, I guess. Yeah, you know? it was. I loved the club. You know, I love. I didn't want to go anywhere else. Didn't want to. Yep. Didn't want to leave. I love love the people, the players. And everybody involved, the, the, uh, the, some characters on the committee as, as well, you know, behind yeah, who, the scenes. Who are some of the other uh, yeah. committee guys well, that you remember, uh, apart from Lyle? Lyle, he, he was Mr. Fig Tree, like, you yep. know, he'd do everything, everything there. There was, uh, uh, in the early days, uh, Freddie Pompey. Yep. Uh, so you, you come um, back, back, I guess, in, in reserve grade in 86, under mm. Steve Sowry and yeah. and the knees uh, right, you played uh, pretty much the full season that year with uh, some different blokes such as uh, Frank Piccolini, um, Dean Simpson, David yes. Cole, Paul's brother, yeah. um, Craig Callahan, um, yeah. Nick Lissetti, yep. Thomas Wright, Leo Bruce, um, mm. Kieran Glacken. So mm. um, you didn't mind that, like obviously your body had gone through what mm. it had gone through, especially the knee. You, you were fine playing in reserve grade, being part of the club, and and yeah. and being part of the the reserve grade team. No problems. I don't. I didn't mind playing reserve grade at all. At victory, you know. Yep. Yeah. As long as I was playing, I'm playing for victory. But it's a great. I put the same effort in yep. as I did in first grade. Like well, some players, you know, they get dropped and they take. You know, don't want disheartened to play or yes. No, I was trying to give a hundred percent playing whichever grade I played with at victory. So no, yeah, no problems. Yeah. And, and what about um, some of those players that you played in reserve grade? You know, like um, you know, Noakes, he was I guess at the end of his career. Yeah. He, um, but you know, he was sort of sh- showing the same, <laughs> I guess, example as you were that yep. play reserve grade, play for the club. So yes, was yeah. it still enjoyable? You yeah. know sort of seven or eight years down the track from when you first started playing with him that you were playing with him in reserve yeah, grade? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was good because he was still scoring goals and I think I was still scoring the odd goal yeah, yeah. Here, here and there, in, in there. So, uh, yeah, he was, he was good. Yeah, Noakes, he was, no, no problems neither. He played, playing reserve grade. He and, playing. and what about um, Steve Sowery? How was he as a coach? Because yeah. you'd played with him as a teammate and sometimes yeah. that can be hard um, when when a, a former yeah. teammate becomes a coach and then yeah. you're under them, um, how yeah. we, how was he as a coach? No, he was he was good. He learned he learned a, a, a lot from uh, from previous like Wally, yep. Norm Flanagan, and yep. Phil and and, and, and Luke Phil picked yep. up on that. And and even though I played with him, he was a bit older. I respected him. Yep, I, I res- respected him. So uh, um, I. He was he was a good coach, and you know the players. You know, even though we were reserve guy, we still had a good you know good players, good players there. So we played for him, played for the club. And and then he stepped down in eighty seven, and um, and then in eighty seven, you're still playing um, reserve grade at the club, and and Phil Carr and and Luke Robard are, are still mm-hmm. the coaches. But uh, another man by the name of Jim Hurley uh, yes. took over in eighty seven. Yeah. Um, what do you remember about about Jim and 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 him as a coach and a man? Yeah, not some, I can't remember much about the the, the coaching, but he, he got us to the grand final that yeah. year. 
um, he was a great Mariota. He was. He used to play. He was a big, a big English English guy. Played de defence. You know, yep. Erdels. Yeah, Lee Erdels. <laughs> and he was having the laugh on him. Who, who, who? Whatever it is. Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, he was. I can't remember much about the coaching, but uh, as a person, fantastic. Yeah, but like I said, he did well with us. We we. I, I remember that season because I played most of the reserves. Yep. That 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 year, um, and uh, we we got to the grand final against Warilla. Warilla Wanderers, yep. yeah. Yeah, Warilla and Bulli had always had a great reserve grade side yeah, over yeah. the years. They pretty over much the years. had a mortgage on yeah and the league um, and grand finals, didn't they? And we beat them in the in the major semi. And I, I remember that I scored two two goals to get us into the grand final. Yep. So Bulli and Warilla had to play. To, see meet, who would to meet, meet you guys. to meet us, and um, and we were hoping, oh yeah, we really win because, yeah. But Bulleye get in, you know, we're gonna have a tough game, um, and we really beat Bulleye, and 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 so we played we really, and we, we, maybe we were a bit cocky or something. Yep. Nokes he was playing, Jimmy Wright, me, we had a great side, uh, um, and they they beat us on penalties. Uh, Nokes he scored the goal, and they equalised with about twelve. Twelve minutes to go, yeah. and they they beat us on penalties. And did you take one that day? No, no. <laughs> not a penalty taker. <laughs> no, not till later. Later, I played played a uh, public. <laughs> uh, but no, no, and and they beat us. So fair enough. Um, a bit disappointed. Disappointed. I, I think we th we thought we will beat Warilla. Yeah, I, that's you know. So it was just a bit of a mindset. Yeah. Yes, mindset, and they. Um, they, they, they took their opportunity. They beat us, yes, yeah. What about um, 88? Um, it's a fascinating year for you, um, especially the latter part of it. Uh, you know, we've got Phil Carr mm. for the first year uh, was the sole coach of mm. um, first grade and, and Bruno German um, was the reserve reserves player coach. Yep. And and you played the the majority of the year in reserve grade. I did. Yeah. So so, what about Bruno? Um, his mm -hmm. brother was also there playing in first grade. Yes. Yeah. Um, so how was how was Bruno as a coach? Yeah, he was there. Uh, he coached for about yeah a couple of years or so. Yep. Didn't he? Was years, it maybe two or three years? Yeah, he was. He was a good player. Yeah. Good player. He wasn't. I know he didn't get stuck into us. I know. You know. He was. Easy going and pretty relaxed. Yes, yeah, yes. So, you know, you you played um, with other blokes in reserve grade that year, like Brett Smead and and David mm. Clark and mm. and whatnot. So, um, but at the end of the year, though, even though you were, I guess, on the bench sometimes for first mm. grade, um, the grand final. Yeah. Um, I know. <laughs> Tell us a bit more because I, I, yeah. it's it's a fascinating one that the team um, had a very good year in first grade, and and you were pretty much a, a reserve grader that you know sat on the bench and came off came on came off the bench. But uh, coming into grand final week, um, you were training with the guys, I guess. And yes, yeah. Phil, Phil taking you through paces, but mm. were you at what point uh, was it a Tuesday or a Thursday that that he then told you? I'm going to play you, uh, um, or was it the day of? I think it was the day of the game. The so you, the game. you were trained that week thinking, I'm on the bench, great. Yeah. 
Mm. If I get on, I can help, but, you know, yeah. it's great to be part of it. Yeah. But you had no idea up until the day of the game that you were no. then going to be no. starting. I, I kind of had a, a feeling because um, I, I, you know, came on and scored a, scored a goal against Cringilla. Yep. You know, and, and I scored towards the end of the season, you know, yep. I, I was in now. But at that time, Neasy and Johnny Clare, yeah. they were scoring each goal, especially Neasy scored that many goals here. Uh, they were the main strikers, the main strikers, you know, so. Uh, but I, I, was, I, I had a bit of a feeling, you know, because he mentioned it was a bit wet or something and. Even though I was, I was getting on a bit. I was, I think I was thirty. It was not old. I was thirty-one. I think, I think something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I, uh, uh, yeah, I had an inkling I might, I might have been playing. So when he said, I wasn't totally surprised. So, but it was good. So yeah. how, how did uh, Phil do it? Um, did he ring you up the day of the game, no, or I did he tell you I'm tell you at the ground? Or I think it was at the ground. I think. And was it just a one-on-one -on -one conversation? Yes. Yeah. And then, yeah. Um, who was the player that then was supposed to play that then well, went to the bench? It was just a change of things. I think it, it reorganised things. I think, and and he just reorganised it somehow. And had uh, and then me and Phil Claire Brown went back to sweeper, didn't he? Yeah. That day. And he reorganised that and and put me with um with with Neasy and and Clary. John you know? Clare. So for you. Um, like you said, you had a bit of an inkling with mm. some of the form that you'd brought in, but yeah. you didn't totally expect it. So um, yeah. was it a bit weird in the sheds from all the guys or, or was that just the norm that no. that Phil made decisions yeah, well, and then people believed him, his body of work and him as a coach? Yeah, he's, he's the coach. So what do you remember of, of that grand final? And it was against um, uh, Bull Eye. So, uh, what do you yeah. recall of, of the game? Was well, it? Did it end up being raining and muddy? Yeah, it was. As it expected? was wet. It was wet, and uh, and, and it, I think they, they said at the time <coughs> put me on because pretty I, like a lot of my knee problems that weren't totally Cleared gone, up. but they uh, were. I so I was, a, I was, a, you know, at full fitness, I suppose, and I was pretty fit. And to do the running, to do the running, and in the mud, they, they thought it had. It it had my my style of game to keep going and running. Because Bulleye were a very good team and had yeah, a very good defence yeah. under John Frew, didn't they? Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, there's some good players at Bulleye. So uh, Tony Charnock, uh, Gary Mann, Steve Sargison, and Hamsley, and yeah, yeah. G G G I was in goals, I think. Yeah. G I Russo. Yeah, they had a great side. Great side. So, uh, but yeah. We, we were in about the first minute. I think Sean pulled up a save. Yep, fantastic save, and you know because if that had gone in, could have changed it. So yes, yeah, we weathered the early guy. storm, and then we just because they were the league champions. I think that yeah, that year yeah, and could have been. Yeah. So yeah. what about um, Sean um, Billington? Um, what yeah. sort of a keeper was he? Yeah, well he was different to the keepers that I mentioned before. The big, big, yeah, strong, big keepers. He he was tall. Thin, skin, yep. skinny like, but such a good keeper. You know, yep. it's, uh, great, shop, great shop stopper as yeah, well. Yeah, anticipation and a lot, and, and yeah, uh, learn it from his dad maybe. You know, yeah, Wilf. Wilf yeah. yeah, and 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 the, you won the game. Yeah, um, he got he got man of the match. And sure. and he pulled off some saves throughout the match. Y so yes, um, yeah, yeah. So deserved man of the match. So obviously, uh, although. Uh, 
some selection change. Mm. Um, obviously, it paid off, and uh, it must have been yourself. You must have been very proud to yeah. to be part of the team that, that won That's the grand final. My first, like, yeah, grand final yeah. win as a as a full game and and to win so. And I think that's the only one as well. <laughs> the only one, so. Which is strange in the sense that yeah. West Victory as a club uh, in yeah. all three grades uh, yeah. had been part of final series uh, regularly. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Just that them years like in the early 80s, 81 to 85, that was when I was knee problems. Yeah. I miss, missed out on that. Missed, <laughs> missed quite a few. <laughs> 89, um, you, you're still... Uh, uh, you play a mix of uh, first and reserves under Phil and then mm. under Bruno. Yes, um, yep. And for you, um, you know, you didn't play a full season of games, but 14 games and, and a mix of first and, and reserves. Um, mm. There was a lot of rain that year um, in, yeah. in 89. So um, that, that was a season half, half, they only played half a season in reserve grade and youth grade, I think. Yep. The first half of the season that's right. got wiped because of the rain they... they they, Maybe yeah. that's why you only had 14, 14 games. Yeah, yeah. I hurt my knee again as well that season. Yeah. I hurt knee again towards the end of the season. And was Bruno that, was the coach. Was yeah. that frustrating for you again that you'd, yeah. I guess the year before, you'd had a very of, good year? Yeah. Yeah, well, the grand final, you know. Yeah. But, uh, the next year, yeah, I was like back, back to normal, back in yeah. most of reserve grade. And thought, yeah, I'm getting older as well, you know. So... Uh, and then my knee, knee goes, so, yeah, uh, so anyway, I've got, uh, I retired. At the 90, end of 89? Yeah, that's it, that's, that, that's it, so um, um, I was just helping out with the club, I was, I was just being there supporting, do, doing, doing whatever, still going to the club. I did see in the, the 1990. Um, uh, records um, that I had uh, acquired over time that you did um, play a little bit off the bench in 1990. Yeah, I came back. I, I signed up again because I was short of players. And, and you ended up, even though you just had sub appearances that mm. year, you ended up starting in the reserve grade grand final. Yes, well, we, we lost 3 0 in the grand final. And to be think we should have won that game. <laughs> but the players we had, but, you know, they got, they, they got a penalty and I've looked at it and two goals towards the end. Yep. Towards the end. So three three nil they beat us, but um <laughs> in that game I hurt my knee again in the grand final. <laughs> uh, that that's that's it I think. Yeah. yeah. I, I, that's what I was thinking at the end of the nineteen ninety season because I, I I heard it again. So But you're still but, involved with the club. Did you uh, officially join the committee in those nineties? Or, or was it more so, that no. you were just a clubman that you turned up to games, yeah, su- helped out where where you more, could? More, more a spot. I didn't go on the committee. Not, yep. not then. No, yep. no. I was just, I was just supporting, yep. supporting, helping out uh, as best you can. You know, clean up after yep. a game or things, things, things like that. Just yeah. volunteering to help. Yeah. So, were you um, apart from maybe being a bit disappointed that? the knee and the body hadn't sort of mm. done what you wanted it to do. Were you pretty happy with with your playing career at that point in time when you finished up there that I'm with a great club, there's yeah. been, um, you know, wonderful people that you've played with and met and, and friendships yeah. formed. Were you pretty happy with what you'd done there at, 
at West Victory? Yes. Yeah, I um, um, I, I was. Yeah, I, I didn't. I wanted to stay involved with, with football. Yeah. So I stayed. I stayed with Victory. Yeah. There was. I no. I didn't want to retire. I wanted to stay involved and help out as as where I could, where I could. So I used to go and watch and help and help out behind the scenes. Yeah. And um, you did um, join the committee at, at one point in time. You said on your timeline. Yeah, if I, I must have run that time because ninety two, ninety three, I didn't play at oh, all. Yeah. You you did have a few games in ninety four. Yeah, yeah. Um, in under David Clark. Yeah, yeah. Ninety one, I played my last first grade game. Yep. So I played a handful of games. I don't know, bunch of reserve grade, I suppose. Yep. Uh, and that yeah. was under Derek Henderson. Yeah, in, in yeah. 91. He was a coach. When was when was that? In ninety one. Ninety one. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so uh, yeah, Bruno had finished then. Uh, so and then yeah, you didn't you didn't play in ninety two, ninety three, but just no. played a handful of matches in ninety four with with David Clark. Yeah, yeah, well, I signed up again to help out reserves because yep. they were struggling for players. It was towards the end of the season. Yep. And it was my first game in two and a half years. <laughs> two and a half years. I, I I probably was training to try and get a bit of a bit of fitness and fitness, hang but, around the guys. But I I, I must. I don't know. I didn't. I've got down there. I was 37 years old then. Yep. And I scored five goals in eight games towards <laughs> the end of the, towards the end of the season. And uh, I, I, I till I was looking doing this thing with you. I'm looking through my my things I've got written yeah. down. I didn't realise that how old, how old I was and what goals I'd scored. So yeah, I, I'm pleased with that. So even with one knee, you're still in that yeah. um, 94 season. Put a few. Goals in the onion bag and yeah, in reserve grade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, looking back now um, at your time at West Fig Tree, and like you said, you hung around and 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 helped out where where you could up until two thousand. Um, up to uh, yeah, two thousand nineteen ninety six to two thousand. I was on the committee yep. and helping out. And, and were you just on the general committee and then? Yes, yeah, yeah, just on the. I wasn't. I wasn't secretary or chairman. Yep. But I, I, I just just. The committee helping out. Yeah. Yep. And so, do you recall any of the guys, or men or women, on the committee at that point in time? Yes. Uh, 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 John Widdett. Yep. John. John Widdett. Yeah. Yep. He was the chairman and yep. things like that. But it was it was like a joint club there, Unendera and Victor. So you were there for for mm. that time where yeah. where the two clubs merged. Yes. Yep. So was there a bit of um, was it a bit of a tense time that some people at West Fig Tree didn't want it to happen? Or, or you can't really recall. It was just yeah. something that. that yeah, I, I didn't really want it to happen. I yep. wanted victory to, yeah, to to stay as victory, but because of money uh, and west western suburbs, wanted us to join and play at Unidera Oval then yep. near western suburbs. So we had to do it. We, we did it yep. for, for for the other financial reasons. Financial, yeah. They were going to give us money, so that's we ended up playing at Unidera Oval yep. from 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 then them seasons so i wasn't i wasn't keen on it but yes we, we had to do we had to do it the, uh, chris chris dunleavy was was coach from or 97 after that yep. so he was he was all involved with that Cowrie's last season was 1996 yep he, he finished a uh, victory anyway then uh, so we uh, we had to do it for financial reasons that i'm supposed to keep keep the club Keep the club going. 
in some yeah. shape or form. Yeah, yes. And was it a and you'd spent a couple of years there in terms of that sort of West Illawarra or, or whatever it was called at the yeah, time? Yeah, it was yeah, West I think we should change it to Western Suburbs. Yeah, Western Suburbs. Western Suburbs. So it was not Fig Tree, it wasn't Unandera. It was Western Western, Western Suburbs. Suburbs. Yeah. So do you think um looking back that um there was no other real choice that like you said, the money, um, mm. you know, the sponsor who was giving a lot of money, mm. um, and and Unandera, you know, I can't, we can't speak on their behalf, yeah. um, but it was something that, you know, not ideal, but yeah. kept soccer it, it being played in that that area. I don't know what had happened with Unandera, uh, if if it hadn't have happened, I'm not sure, but. Uh, we might have stayed as fig tree, but we'd have just uh, disappeared. Maybe disappear. I'm not sure. So the, to join for the two clubs to make Western Suburbs play at Unandera Oval, it benefited two two clubs, I suppose. So there was a yeah, joint committee from people of each side. They seemed to get on. Everybody yep. seemed to get on all right with a few betterment of the of the club. The seasons that you were there. Yeah. And and do you think? Um, uh, now in 2020 that um, you know in the last couple of seasons we've had Unandera um, West Illawarra the name go and they've gone back to Unandera yeah, do you see a day where um, because Victory Junior Soccer Club's still a big club and successful mm. club do you see a day where potentially there might be a Victory Senior Club again? Uh, I don't think so we talked about this we have a, we've had a couple of reunions Victory yep. players and the Donny Martinowski and Billy Yep. his brother mentioned it last year it's good we think about it, it's good but we're, we're all older you know to start up to try and start start it, start it, like, start it from yeah, scratch and they've kind of finished with sort of billy and and don't you know not involved with soccer anymore yeah you know? so it won't happen it'd have to come from i guess the junior club yeah um even though i think uh during the off season they've signed a a memorandum of understanding to work with Wollongong United. I was going to mention yeah, that. So I, I, I read about that, yeah. So their feeder club or the junior yeah. club or something. So Opportunities there for, for yeah. junior players. So I don't think Fig Tree Soccer Club, as, as it used to be, will ever come back again. I and and although so. that you played at uh, various clubs, you spent the bulk of um, you know the 20-plus years there mm. as... Yeah. a player, supporter and committee yeah. person. Um, is that how you see yourself? Um, we'll speak in, in a minute about um, your time at Fernhill, which has been mm. a sizable chunk as well. But is that how you see yourself as as a West Fig Tree person? Oh, yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All, always as you know. I, I went to Fernhill uh, yep. uh, as a manager, and uh, but always Fig Tree. Still see the people, you know, have that regular around. reunion, and yes, yes, and always will be. At this point in time in the podcast, I will interrupt to add a few comments. Firstly, from Ian Witheridge, and secondly, from Phil Luskin, who are former teammates of Jan at West Fig Tree Soccer Club. I asked them to give their opinions of Jan, and thankfully, they said a few words. Please note their comments are via mobile phone conversations. Thus, they are not extremely clear. So, for this, I apologise. Kick off. So, look, I've 
uh, obviously he's known to us as, as the rubber man. So um, <laughs> I first met Jan when I started playing grade in 1980. And I think he had been a victory since the late 70s, 78, I think. Yep. He might have started. And um, he, I guess he described him as a natural athlete. Um, you know, has a fair bit of athleticism and, 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 and just his way to actually combine that with, with his pace and ability to get behind defences. Right. Uh, that really created a lot of headaches for um, opposing teams, especially in those early 80s. Yeah. Um, where, you know, constantly finding gaps. And he had, he had a, a powerful, very powerful shot on him. And, um, and so he, he was in the forward line. Um, and um, just as much as he gave on the field, he also uh, was just a great character having the sheds. And, um, yeah, I guess uh, they went to a shine to him coming. And, um yeah, and he, he really formed a fairly lethal combination with the likes of uh, Steve Sarah and Rob Noakes and you know, with Phil Brown feeding the balls in the gaps from midfield. Um, yeah, it was a really good combination. So, uh, And in terms of um, uh, him uh, as, a, as a clubman, because there, there were periods there where he uh, played in reserve grade and then he, he yep. had a sense of, I guess, humility about him that he would um, play Very much 110% so. in, in any grade he played. He did, and he's, he's always given some um, hundred and ten percent. And um, he's a very humble man, and um, and a uh, very loyal club man over many years at Victory. So, um, you know, there were times I guess we worked took him away, but um, he always came back. And um, yeah, and um, as you as you said, you know, he, he featured us in the side in the early eighties when we won premierships, but um, all the way through to the the late eighties, and uh, I just remember one grand final. I think we were up against Boy. Phil Carr, due to the weather, actually selected uh, him in the starting lineup. So he was sort of reserve grade, first grade over that period, and he got it run in the first team mainly because of the wet weather. And okay. uh, I guess he's a, bit, he's a bit of a mud runner, uh, Jan. <laughs> and um, yeah, so um, and that paid dividends. I think he went two 0 that day, and he had a, a really good game. So um, yeah, it's um, look a nice bloke and. Um, <laughs> It's 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 always his uh, just his his natural um, build, I guess, that, that athleticism, which always stood out to me. Um, In the latter part of um, his time there at West Fig Tree, uh, he he did uh, help out the the committee where possible. Yes, he he, he had to play sort of any role and just help help out where he could, and um, that was always appreciated because, as you know, it's pretty hard to get the committee men. Yeah, definitely. And, and could be you know, for for guys who, when they finish their playing career, they stay on that capacity. That that's um, that always helps out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, you know, I played from Midwest Victory to from 1975 to uh, 1987, I think it was, and Jan was in probably around that. Um, period for about ten years anyway. Um yeah. great great guy, um bit of a trickster, uh great Man United um supporter. <laughs> uh end of season I can always remember him. He always had a denim jacket on with nothing underneath <laughs> and was drinking a bottle of vodka and um uh, what is it um hard boiled egg. That's what I remember him from anyway. Um as a soccer player, a great guy, his nickname was Rubber. Yeah. Um and that was that was basically whenever he got hit and he fell on the ground, he just bounced back up and kept running. Um, <laughs> a funny, funny English guy, you know, like um, had a really great sense of humour. Yep. Um, 
uh, more of it came out in the um, shower room, um, <laughs> uh, you know, where he did a lot of um, trickery sort of things with different types of people. Um, <laughs> but as a player, as a great player, um, strong, hard, um, he'd get knocked down, jump back up again, as I said, he was called rubber. Um, uh, and, you know, like as a striker, you know, he was really um, potent and, um, you know, uh, he had some really good striking partners up front with him, of course, over the years. With Noakes and, um, and the like? Uh, uh, Robbie Noakes, Steve Ware, Steve Stowey, um, Wayne Ronald. But Rubber is a, a funny guy. Um, I think I've got probably had more to do with him since post-soccer. Um, okay. Um, I, sort of, I run into him a lot, and um, and I had a lot of time for his family and, and for his dad, especially. Yeah. Um, and he, had, he spent a lot of time, I think he was a manager at Turn Hill there for a while yeah, as well. Yeah, no, he, he spent uh, we, over a decade we there. The same, yeah, I know. Well, when Johnny Walker was another um, person that was an influence of Pitsy, and, and I think that's why um, Jen came across that way. But, um, yeah, no, he's um, very good. Um, very good striker. And um, I, I can remember one day we were at, um, uh, we were playing Bulleye at um, Bulleye Showground. Yep. And... Um, it was 20 to 3, and Luke Robards came into the ground and said, look, I've got some really bad news. Um, Yankee's been hit by a car on the highway. Oh, and geez. we said, oh, gosh, yeah, God, that's terrible. You know, like yeah. 20 minutes before we'd, we're playing um, uh, first grade. And, and he said, um, at this stage, everything, he said, he said the reports are that he's okay. Oh. And five minutes later, he walked into, into the dressing room, and he said, okay, I'm ready to play. <laughs> and we said, what happened? And he said, well, I was running late and I tried to run across the highway and someone hit me. Oh, and he said, I ran over, the, I rolled over the bonnet, fell on the ground and got back up and um, <laughs> headed straight to the, straight to the shed. But, um, That's crazy. <laughs> naturally, because he'd been hit by a car, he, um, he didn't play that game anyway. So, but, um, you know, rubber by name, rubber by nature. But, um, great guy, <laughs> um, great sense of humour. Um, you know, we've had some really good times. They're very loyal, you know, like, and, and, and guys like that, um, you know, um, in your, in your younger years, you know, you laugh and you joke and you do all that. But then as you see over a period of time, as you get older and it's post soccer, um, you, you know, um, you move in different directions, but we always seem to cross paths, which is really, really good as well. So, um, he's been <laughs> a really nice. good friend. Yeah, no, it's a really good friend. Great player. Um, really good. Um, Stood up really high in relation to all the strikers that we had over the years. From my point of view, anyway, being a goalkeeper, I really didn't want to talk about a striker anyway because <laughs> they were always coming at me. But we're talking about when it was on my side, it's a little bit different. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I, no, I, um, no, I appreciate it. No, I appreciate his friendship now as we did you know, back then when we all played together as well. Thanks to both Ian and Phil for their opinions and comments. Now back to the podcast. For you, um, we'll talk briefly about your, uh, you did, uh, even though your knee wasn't um, there, um, you did have a, a few seasons there at Goma City in Amateur League. Yeah, um, the, the Amateur League and the Pub League. I played at Coronel Pub for about three years. Yep. Yeah, from 2002 to 2004, I think. So, I, yeah, I... I, I Stopped at Victory, and before Fernell, I, yeah, bit I, of pub I, league. Yeah, there was no pressure. We didn't have to train. Yep. And, and I used to warm my knee up and sometimes strap it. Yep. And it wasn't really, well, some some players, a bit kamikaze, you bit know, white line fever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but 
uh, I had to watch myself sometimes, but but generally it went okay. It, yep. it, it went all right because I, di I didn't. I, I, I just take it easy and 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 wherever and wherever. So I, I enjoyed I enjoyed them years at, at Coromel Pub and Goma City yep. for a, a little bit, you know, and until um, when was the last one I played? I, th I think it might have been two thousand and. Oh, 2004, 2005, I, ca I yep. can't remember. Um, but that was a, a my knee, when it got, somebody tackled me from behind, brought mm. me down from behind, and my knee buckled, and that's it. That was <laughs> the last, that, that's the last time I've ever been on the soccer field. <laughs> so why did you go to uh, Fernhill in 2007 as a, as a manager in, in, in reserve and youth grade? Yeah, um, it was Mickey White yep. who we'd gone through for years from Fairy Meadow days, and and he was going to be the, the the coach of reserve grade there. And, yep. he's, and I hadn't done anything for about six years out of soccer completely. Yep. And he said, "Come back and be my manager, you know, help out with the team, you know." And uh, okay, all right, yep. yeah. So uh, I went back uh, to be his manager in two thousand and seven. Yeah, and and that year that we won the championship and the grand final with the reserve grade so <laughs> I w uh, that, w that was good as well uh, and he stayed a couple of years then Mick, Mick gave away gave yep. it away and I just stayed with the club uh, uh, youth grade managing youth grade and and, and helping out behind the scenes there as well and during that time in, in I guess in that sort of 2007 to 2017 you saw Fernhill have a few ups and downs in yes. terms of mm. you know they've I wouldn't necessarily call it um, a yo-yo team, but mm. they've always either been very strong in, in the second tier yeah. in that sort of district league yeah. or first division mm. and then come up into Premier League a couple of times mm. and um, have, have stayed there a couple of years and then come back, come back down. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's hard to, uh, to compete with some of the clubs with the money, money-wise. I know when I was involved, uh, trying to, the treasurer... Um, Rob Edgar, you know, yeah. trying to speak to people, come to the club and they say, well, this club's offered me so much money, how much can you offer yeah, me? Yeah. And, you know, they don't get much sponsorship. Fernhill at the time was Taraji Bowling Club, which I don't think they've got that now. So what about um, yourself? You, you finished there in 2017. Um, mm. uh, you must be pretty happy with uh, what you've contributed to, to the game in the Illawarra in terms of a player and... As a sort of volunteer and as a, co a committee person yeah, yeah. At, at different clubs, yeah, I'm pleased with with what I've achieved. Not uh, achieved as much as a lot of people I have mentioned that to do with Fig Tree and 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 at Fernhill. You know the, play, the things that they've done behind the scenes and stuff. I've just like been there. You know, d yep. done my thing, done my managing duties after the game clean up and things like that. Then go for a drink. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased with what, what I've achieved. I, I'm glad I've won one grand final. Yeah. Uh, more would have been better, but it hasn't happened. But is, is that the highlight for you in terms of a player, that, that 88 grand final? Um, yes. Yeah, it would be. It was a winner. and Things were a blur as, uh, uh, as the game you know, went, went on. I just tried to do my thing and do it concentrate on what I, what I was doing. And when that final whistle went... and. Just the feeling right. of elation. Yeah, and that and, and my f under 18 year at 
Fairy Meadow with Mickey White and yep. the Satins, and and we just bl- under blitzed, Phil Carr. Yeah, under Phil Carr, blitz, blitzed uh, everybody. They're, they're the they're the yeah highlights. Uh, 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 highlights. I've had a lot of little individual ones where I've just got a couple of goals here and there. Yeah. But yeah, the highlight, I suppose, the grand yeah the grand final win against and, Bali, and that seventy seven season. Yeah. And 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 can I ask you about um your nickname? Um, rubber, um, yeah. you know, uh, how did that come about and sort of has it always been the case or did it take a couple of years for that at Fig Tree to come about? No. Usually when you get a nickname at Fig Tree, it's, it's stuck. I'm still called Rubber now. Even my friends, my, my friends have nothing to do with soccer. They <laughs> call me Rubber. Uh, um, yeah, Steve Sowry. Put that yeah. to Steve Sowry. He was a character. Uh, he, he, he gave me my nickname because of my legs and I can tackle around somebody and get the ball. Yep. Uh, that's how he a rubber man. Yep. Uh, uh, Daryl Burley Shaver because he looks young. Still, <laughs> he's still young. He still looks young. <laughs> he's still playing. I think he's the only one still playing. Uh, so I think Soxy, Ian Witheridge. Yep. I think he, he went on a trip away and forgot his socks. I think, okay. I think that was the case. <laughs> uh just that, that uh, Steve Sowery was called Lobster because he's fish fisherman. He loved fishing. <laughs> yeah, Steve Royal was a uh, scoop because he worked for the Illawarra Mercury. Mercury. Yep. Just uh, and Wayne Ronald, he was there when I went, first went to Fitry. He was called Doey, but I don't know why. I don't know. <laughs> it was Doey, Wayne Ronald. So you got and, that what, from and, some and what some of the other players such as Phil Brown were just Brownie. Brownie or Brown Dog. Brown, Brown Dog. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but they're the ones. Uh, and what about uh, Rob Noakes? Did he? No, Noakes. Just Noaksy? Yeah. Okay. Easy, Darren Neves and Neves. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Clare, uh, no nickname. The beauties, the beauties mm. of uh, being at a, yeah. at a at a soccer club. Um, yeah. Jan, it, it's been brilliant to to catch up with you on this Sunday afternoon, and and although you're nervous, um, mm. from what I've heard so far, it's been a a fabulous interview and and thank uh, you i've been nervous i've been nervous i I really appreciate you uh allowing me into your home um and uh and giving me giving me your time and 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 giving me your insight into your uh football journey so jan thank you thank you travis and thank you for asking me it's uh it was a surprise when you contacted me to to do this and and i'm thinking yeah I could think of hundred people in front of me that could be done, but um, um, no, I all, appreciate that. Thank all, you so much. Your journey's uh, important, and um, like I said, I'll uh, keep uh, trying to record interviews when people uh, will do them. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it is here where we finish episode thirty-nine. Again, thank you to Jan for his time. It was an honour. As always, thank you for listening and downloading this podcast. I'm your host, Travis. Goodbye for now. (laughs) 